I got Dustin and Perry on the line here from the Sagas. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. How's it going over there? Doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, how about we kick it off by just starting with how each of you got into music? Oh, um, I've always grown up listening and loving music, um, but I never saw myself on the performing side until probably about junior year in um, high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout high school, I was like, had a bet with a friend, and uh, we were like, all right, if you sign up for drama, I'll sign up for singing. Or like, it was like we were kind of making it a competition. And I always just chose drama. I never got into the choir at all because I was stage fright, I think. And then finally around, yeah, junior year, I started doing solos and singing in choir. And I was like, okay, after high school, it would be really cool to pursue this. So I I went to um, a state university here in Georgia called Kennesaw State University. Mm -hmm. And I um, decided to study vocal performance. And that's really what kicked it off on like a serious level. And the band started to follow along along. After that, not too not too long after that, I realized I didn't want to be stuck in classical or traditional singing. I, I wanted to do something fun and different. And I was like, well, I could start a rock band and, and see where it goes. And um, we ended up meeting at at Kennesaw State University, right? Yes, indeed. So um, this is Dustin here, by the way. <laughs> um, so I got my start. I guess uh, we used to have a piano here in the in the family house uh, many years ago, and. Um, Evidently, I sort of remember some of it, but my mom has told me that I would uh, hear like a theme song on TV or something. I'd run over to the piano and start trying to play along to it. Well, and, I didn't know that. Um, cool. Yeah, and so that's where I think she thought first the first time that I might have a musical ability. And then I didn't really do much with it in fourth grade, um, or until fourth grade. And then in fourth grade, I uh, joined the band, um, the school band, uh, on clarinet, and I was uh, atrocious. And um, <laughs> I hated it and I hated reading music um so after fourth grade I didn't touch music until seventh grade uh, when I was about 12 uh, or 13 and I got asked to join a band as a keyboard player and um I I mean I don't know why they asked me to I, I didn't know what I was doing what? um yeah you didn't, I didn't know even know this either. yeah that was Meadowood when oh, Meadowood wow. first started yeah that's um, <laughs> so yeah so I played I pretended to play keyboards for a short period of time and then um decided I wasn't really hugely into it but I was super into the bass for some reason the bass player i always found myself like looking at him and watching him lead practice and then uh when i turned 13 uh after listening to like led zeppelin and find the family stone and how funky and awesome the, both bass players were um i was like man i want to pick this up so i begged my parents um for a bass guitar for christmas and um that's pretty much where i got my start and i guess uh, i've been playing for about 10 years now because i'm 23 um, and as Perry said, uh, we met in German class. Um, the band at the time was called the Silver Comet, um, and they were looking for a bass player. So um, after a few attempts to try to get me to come to practice, I finally said yes. And um, working out. <laughs> That's cool. You guys met in German class. I would not have expected that. Um, I-, I checked out your website, and I see that um, Dustin, you're into it, said uh, Led Zeppelin, and then Perry that you're into like Michael Jackson and kind of soulful music and your style is um, listed as alternative rock and soul. So do each of you kind of bring those influences together or, or um, do you also have like... Um, I think we do. I think we've, uh, especially in the past year or so, the more writing we're doing. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned, we, are, we were the Silver Comet. So it was five of us and four of us. And then we became a two-piece last um, 
March mm-hmm. last uh, yeah last March last April, and um, we've been writing together since then. And I, at this point, it's like no matter what we decide to do, it's going to be rooted in, in some form of soul and groove and 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 have a, a, an alternative rock kind of flair to it. Yeah, um, I like so that. I think they do mesh up. It's kind of it's an alternative song eventually, like. Some songs sound more alternative, some sound more experimental mm-hmm. R&B, but no matter what, it's going to be kind of a soulful version of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and the single that you guys have out, um, Big Mistake, what was what was the inspiration behind that track? Well, we I wrote that. Um, 2012, wasn't it? Yeah, it was back in 2012, and um, we were all living in the house together, and we were the vibe was certainly with there. With the other band members. Though. Yeah, with um, the other band members, and we were always kind of jamming and writing. So the creativity was in the air, but I think I caught this like in the middle of the night, it was like a melody and I was like, (laughs) so I was getting that little kind of like vocal idea. Mm -hmm. I was, the other guys were asleep. So I was trying not to be too loud. I was like whispering my phone, (laughs) hoping that I would be able to remember like when I woke up. So I was like, (laughs) and then one of them heard, it was like, go to bed. (laughs) The song is cool. So with us, it really starts a lot of times with, a melodic some type of a melodic structure and just groove or uh or just car- some cool idea music so, so the music comes first and then come the after that and mm. it was kind of like i would sing and it was all a big mistake i didn't really know i was saying big mistake and, and the words didn't really connect between verse and chorus until like later later on when mm-hmm. we actually started to perform it but we've been for- performing that song for about two and a half years um which has been fun, but yeah, it's actually, it really has changed a lot. And so we like to flesh our songs out live. And, um, I mean, we recorded it last summer. We, we actually did a, a, a version before this one and it was not quite where we wanted it to be. You know, we paid this producer and we did some songs with them, but the final product was, we didn't want to release it that way. So it was good that we held on to the song. Um, we recorded it last, um, summer with the guys who did uh, a lot of Coheed and Cambria's work. Uh, we went up to New York and recorded uh, two other songs as well. And it was just a great experience. And we felt like this would be a really cool song to release right now. And we're glad a year and a couple months later, we, we can finally get it out there. And how did you guys get the um, the drummer to play on the track? Like, how did that collaboration kind of happen? Oh, yeah, we got, so we, um, like I said, we, we worked with the guys, Michael Birnbaum and Chris Bittner up in New York at Wood, was it Woodstock Studios. It was, yeah. um, uh, no, Applehead Apple Studios. Studios. There we go, yeah. And, um, they they have a great relationship with Josh and um, we were at the time we were two piece we're still a two piece and mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out who would we couldn't fly anybody up from Atlanta because that would be way too expensive so we had no idea how we were gonna record the drums until we I had a conversation with Mike and um, he said you know we can actually if you'd like to get a drummer I think um, we could get Josh for you and um, this guy over here was kind of flipping <laughs> out because he's so he's saying yeah that's um, cool. And I was I was kind of just now getting into them, but to know that we could have somebody in the legit band doing it that that was exciting alone because I knew that they would kill the parts. But mm-hmm. then when we got in the studio, it was yeah. it was another level. He honestly makes the song, and um, I would I could give him a lot of credit because his energy and his vibe he just got everything um, that we were trying to do. He understood the vibe of where the song was and where it needed to go, and he just like executed. And I would call him any day and. You know, I think he knows he's a legend, but we're, we were glad to have him play on the record. Yeah, that's an awesome opportunity, very much so. Um, I was also reading that you guys were finalists in the Afropunk Battle of the Bands, and I was wondering what that experience was like for you, um, 
because they were just describing your performance as explosive and that you guys um, were forced to be reckoned with. So you left a, a really great impression. So what was that like, like getting into it and performing and just that energy? Um, so uh, how did Afropunk happen? I guess um, we we saw, well, Perry saw the um, post. I don't know if it was a, was a Facebook post. Do you see it on Reformation or something? It was just online somewhere. Online right? somewhere. Um, and it was just, uh, you know, talking about, like, taking submission to now. And um, at first, I think we were kind of, like, not really into the idea because um, we really hate competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't really think that music and art should be a competition. Um, and we've done them before, and it's just kind of exhausting because you're constantly blasting your fans and texting your friends to vote for you. Right. Um, it just doesn't really seem like the, the best way to try to retain a fan base and to um, make new fans and, and kind of just enjoy the ride because it, it becomes a competition really easily and you, you want to beat the next band and beat the next band. But um, our manager actually convinced us um, that it might be a good idea. And so we took a second look and we're like, all right, um, let's give this a shot. And um, we started, you know, I guess doing the whole blast and everything and got some good votes. And I think we ended up in third, mm-hmm. third place, third place um, nice. as far as uh, the voting for the Atlanta um, section of the battle bands and um, that got us to the finals, the yeah. live final round because mm-hmm. the top four were uh, automatically yet in the finals. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, that was then, yeah, that was cool. It was a cool show. It was it was a lot of we, whatever we do live is going to be a lot of energy. Um, we've even started to incorporate more <laughs> movement in our acoustic sets because we do a lot of acoustic sets when we aren't doing full band, and we're just kind of getting that energy in the in the acoustic. But in full band, it's it's always going to be some dancing always going to be some hopping around and head banging and um so we 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 went into that saying okay if anything we're going to give our best and play a really really insane live show and i remember feeling like i was jumping up almost to the roof at one point <laughs> just trying to give every give it give your all you know because yeah, it was, it was a good good crowd and i was like at, at worst this is a great time to, to meet new fans and get get on the map in this scene and um, we did, I think we did three songs and, you know, Samurai Shotgun, they won, uh, and Robbie won, um, but they were both, like, I'm talking a stellar live show, and just, I think everybody was, was great, Kyle Lacey was great too, but we just knew that walking away from it, you couldn't be disappointed, because right. I was like, hey, did I did I sing, did I get my best when singing, did I get my best when hopping around and engaging with people, and I think we all felt that we really gave 100%, and so I, I couldn't really be upset about it. I don't Not know at all. No, that's what no, it's I all mean, about. Yeah. And the bands, uh, like you said, Samurai Shotgun and, and uh, Robbie, that, that both won a spot um, on Afropunk uh, Atlanta, really deserved it. They, they super, super killed it. They brought um, great fan base, both of them, especially Samurai Shotgun. I was super impressed because they're from Tampa, Florida, and um, they brought some fans all the way from Tampa. So uh, I was just like, I was blown away by everyone's set, and and um, it was just like a really really good environment. So like you said, we couldn't really be disappointed walking away without actually, you know, um, playing the festival. And it led to a premiere of our song "Big Mistake" on. on yeah, your yeah, website. that's exactly and how I, I heard so about now, you guys. That's how you found us, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, was um, through the Afropunk realm. Yeah, releasing your track because of that. So yeah, if you said nothing but but good can come out of that situation. Yeah, we think it went good. Yeah. So um, speaking of shows and performances, you guys have um, done some hometown shows, and then you recently did a show in North Carolina. And how did that go? It was fun. North yeah. Carolina is, is, I think it's, it's going to be the place to be for us. 
soon. Oh, wow. Okay. A lot of people were telling us a few few months back that we do really well there and that people really connect and they have a great ear. And so driving up, you know, it was just about a six-hour drive, and uh, we we did an acoustic set. We didn't do full band. It was for their first annual Fayetteville Summer Music Fest. And um, we didn't know how we were going to be received, but all we did, we're, we're in such a good flow now because we play a lot of restaurant gigs. Um, when we aren't playing uh, like the Saga's official shows, this, mm-hmm. this kind of helps us uh, work on our craft while earning some money and paying bills. And so it's been really good to kind of pursue music full time. But um, we're in a flow now of doing a bunch of songs. So, And it feels like our live show is really connecting and we're starting to connect with people watching the live show. So it's not just about us playing our instruments and singing. It's a, the connection. And that was something that was really strong when we were up there Um a lot of people after were coming up more so than than it has been in Atlanta. Sometimes it's, uh, they felt like they were just really hungry. <laughs> Last summer we went to um, the UK and we're doing a, was doing a lot of shows uh, kind of like that and in showing up in new cities and making new fans where people were genuinely wanting to connect. Want, they wanted your phone number. They wanted to find out your page. They wanted to know where they could buy music. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like that vibe. That's that's what I got when we went there. Mm-hmm. So we met talked to some other promoters and we might be back very soon. Um, and hopefully it'll be the start of us getting out on the road again. Yeah, hopefully you guys can make it to uh, the West Coast. That would be really cool. Um, it's Before I let you go, I just want to know if there's a message that you try to convey um, with your music, just an overall message that you want to express through your art. <sighs> the message. If she wants to know what message do we want to convey through, through um, our music. Um how could you put that short and sweet? Yeah, it's hard to say. I think, um, oh man, I think we want to definitely convey a message of um, of love in the sense that uh, we we are really into this idea of, of just um, loving everyone and loving everything that you're doing and, and loving yourself and, and kind of. Um, and loving the the journey that you're on mm-hmm. in life, um, so I think love and 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 acceptance of um, your journey and, and um, appreciation for for it um, and the learning experience that it is. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I think there there's so many things, but that's the first one that comes to my head. So. And then for me, it's it's knowing who you really are and. and kind of going after that which I think goes hand in hand with with love because they say you know you can't really you can't expect somebody to love you if you don't really love yourself and, right and that comes to knowing who you are knowing exactly that exactly what you, what you want out of life and going after it and um that's not to say that this big love fest because not it, not everybody feels that way every day and I think with our songs we kind of we try to relate on both ends because we don't always feel like that every day but we're working towards it and mm-hmm. that translates in our songs and I think yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it, and that we, we have a crazy live show. Um, so fall in love with the message and the lyrics, and then come see us live, and then the rest is family, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and we'll have good talks, and we can talk more about the message. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yes, that sounds awesome. All right, I want to thank you guys so much just for taking the time out. Um, wishing you all nothing but success on your journey in music. Looking forward to uh, what you guys have in store. Thanks. We look forward to our uh, in-studio performance soon. Hopefully we'll see you soon. Thanks so much. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.